Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. Time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Hi, everybody. Welcome today to listen to us here at the Laurie and Lynn show. We are um, slightly discombobulated. So, hello, everybody. Lynn, hello. How was your hey, week? Hey, how are you, darling? I'm wonderful, thank you. Good. How is Patrick A. DiNapolaia? Well, Patrick A. is um, having some issues, as we've talked about. He, uh-huh. um, he is uh, struggling with some bladder issues, and so he's uh, not a, a very happy, happy camper. camper. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, I don't know if he's ready for prime time yet, but... <laughs> I would think that most people would not want to be in his company because he's a little miserable. Mis- yes. Okay. Great. So, um, you know, we do. I, who said that I would sign up to be someone who changes catheters and things? Uh, I and don't you're not recall even in, that. You're not even Lynn Evans RN. I'm not even Lynn Evans LPN. Yeah. <laughs> or <laughs> I ain't nothing. Or a certified nurse's aide either. So. <laughs> Yeah, but there I am with with those crazy catheters. Uh Uh, But um, other than that, I'm I'm fine. I'm just, as I said to you earlier, just trying to keep all the balls up in the air. Yep. I'm hoping nothing drops. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm fine. Um, Trying to think of some things that happened this week other than all that craziness. And I don't know. I can't even think straight. There is one thing I wanted to say before I forget this. there's a wonderful lady named Pauline who is a guest at a nursing center and she listens to us every Saturday morning. So I just want to do a shout out to Pauline and say thank you so much for listening and I hope all of your friends are listening as well. Well, hello Pauline. Good to lady. keep listening. We as I always say, we keep listening. We need the ratings. Yes, right. Good line. <laughs> Yeah. So what else um, in your world? I mean, you got things going on, too. Yeah, but it's just I was starting to um, or trying to wrap up my sponsorship levels for the walk, the Hospice of the Sacred Heart Remembrance Walk that's coming up on the 29th. Mm-hmm. So this week was crunch time for me, making sure all of my I's were dotted and T's were crossed on that. And so thank God, thank God up in heaven, everything is that's good. Put to bed. That's good. So that's a good thing. So that that was a lot of my time this week, um, just getting those things. I did go out with um, a couple friends. I went to Stroudsburg with my dear friend Mary Jean on Monday night to my favorite Mexican restaurant, Maritas. Uh, Cantina, that's the name of it. I love it. And Tuesday night, I went out with Brenda and her cousin, Nando Smocky, and his wife, Lori. 
the four of us went to Mendocino's uh, that you were with us the last time they were there. So the four of us mm -hmm. went up and had, we were able to spend a little time with each other. Lori's mom just passed a couple weeks ago. So it was the first time I was, I heard the viewing and the funeral were the same day that I was taking Sean. So we could not yeah. get there. But and how is her knee? It's, she's doing well. She had Good. that finished, uh, done, and it's still sore, but she's walking nicely, and she's doing okay. So um, anyway, that was nice. And then last night, we had a little get-together at my sister's um, because Annie Faith's birthday was yesterday. So we have to give a big happy birthday to our little cute little... She's the most adorable little thing, isn't she? she is. She's a half leprechaun, her. so I'll say little leprechaun <laughs> and Faith. So happy birthday, darling. I didn't know she was a half leprechaun. Yeah, her, her mother was oh, a 100% okay. Irish, her father Italian. So, okay. Um, yeah, so anyway, we're at, we were at Barb. It was Aunt, with Ann Cadden RN and um, my cousins, Kathy and Sharon Le Boutier, mm -hmm. and Carol Peters, one of Barbara's best friends, and Kathy Stocky, I think that's Kathy's last name, who's a good, dear friend of Ann faiths and so we all were at babs for the night and we had a nice time good so other than that the weekend was kind of quiet i did have my cousin kathy's grandson's graduation party saturday was a little bit quiet for me which i kind of needed yeah it's good uh-huh so. so when does the uh the walk start it's the 29th it's the one day that's in uh, September. September 29th. Okay. I thought you said you were doing everything this week because the walk was this week. No, no. I said I had to wrap up the sponsorships for the walk coming oh, okay. up next September 29th. Okay. And this week I was able to accomplish that. Well, I had an so. interesting um, observation this week because, uh, interestingly mm -hmm. enough, um, my father and Patrick's ex-wife share the same birthday not okay. the same year okay but when i did the math i realized that had my father been alive today would have been his 90 or yesterday would have been his 90th birthday wow i just can't get over that <laughs> 90. wow and he's been gone for almost 40 years so he was born in 27 then 28 28 yeah, yeah. my father this year mm -hmm. would be would be um uh 90 90 also i think yeah. i'm trying to think my mother was born in 38 and my father was nine years older so he would be 92 mm -hmm. right because that would be 27 1927 yeah yeah that's right a, or 29 I, well, she's 838 i'm not doing the math yeah. my brain's fried right now I'm um, blank too. but what i think is interesting is my mom was born in april uh, in the year 29 so her birthday is 42829 my father's birthday is 82928 <laughs> it's just that's cool wait a minute got to remember all these um but yeah that's a you know and a great era but there's so many of them that are gone and uh it's just sad next I mean, year he'll be eight, my father will be 89 this year that's right okay so see Lynn pretty close yeah he would have been my dad. Wow. Yeah. Oof. Okay. So, um, do you want to do a quiz? Oh no. What's it about? Yeah. There's no right or wrong here. You'll like this. Uh, go ahead. All right. So this is from uh, one of my favorite sites, Daily Worth, mm -hmm. and it says, "Are you and your sweetheart financially compatible?" 
The answer would be, I'll, no. tell, you, I'll tell you the answer. It's no. And it's no to every question you're going to ask. No. It's not no. It's, it's that you have you have to answer the questions, and then you're supposed to take this to the other person and ask yeah. the other person oh, what they're what they would do. So yeah, okay. we can probably fill in the blanks yes. for Meyer anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but I say this for those who are listening. Okay, so each of you should take the quiz separately, recording your answers, and then come together to view the similarities and the differences and use the results as a jumping off point to better understand each other and discuss the best ways to move forward together. Da 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 da. Okay. Number one, when I receive a bonus at work, pretend you do. Uh, one, I put it toward one of my long-term savings goals. Number two, I use it to pay off debt. Three, bonus, what bonus? Four, I splurge. It's a good opportunity to treat myself or those I love. Well, mine would be a combination of all th of three <laughs> because I probably would think first that I should pay off any debt that I have. Yes. So I might do that. I also would say bonus, what bonus? Yeah. And I would also say, um, I would also splurge a little. Because okay. I tend to be more generous when things like that happen. Yeah. So I, I don't know. But first, I would probably consider paying off debt. I would probably do the same um, in, in the sense that I would pay off any debt. And then I would splurge because I would say, I deserve it. What the it. hell? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Number two, I keep up with my money by... One, maintaining detailed spreadsheets to keep up with spending savings and other accounts. <laughs> Not. Okay, two, balancing my checkbook the old-fashioned way. Three, checking my account balance online before making a purchase. Or four, flying blind. If my credit card gets denied, I know I'm out of money. <laughs> no, never that. <laughs> Uh, I love it. I do balance. I don't balance my checkbook, but I do write everything down in a register that I do. So that is one thing I do keep okay. track of. Right. And I do almost, well, every couple of days I check my balance online because I pay that way. So I tend to do it. But I don't. I, what I usually try to do is use one card and then I pay it off at the end of the month so that okay. I don't have to worry about those things happening. That's kind of how I okay. do things. All right. Uh, three, when I shop in a store or online, one, I make a list and buy only the items on the list. Two, I have a mental list and try to stick to it. Three, I regularly purchase things I don't need, but I always have fun. And four, I always buy whatever I want. <laughs> Probably four. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the within reason. I mean, I want, you know, I could want like, you know. A Jaguar or something. Yeah, well, it's like 80000 A beach house, yeah. but I don't get that. So, okay. yeah. Yeah. All I right. don't really want a beach house either, but I'm just saying. All right. My monthly budget is a strict, rigid guide that governs everything I do. Two, a basic skeleton for managing my finances, but relatively flexible when it needs to be. Three, adaptable and goes with the flow. If I overspend, I'll catch up next month. And number four, what budget? <laughs> 
What would you say is the answer? Well, I think I'm a little of all through the last, the latter three. But I don't really have a budget, but I know what I need to, here's how in my mind, I know what my monthly expenses are, so mm -hmm. I know that that has to come out first, and then I deal with the rest. So whatever you would say that is, that's what it is. I'd say three, adaptable and goes with the flow. There you go. Number five, when it comes to debt, I think, one, debt is unacceptable. Two, the only acceptable forms of debt are mortgages, student loans, and maybe car loans. Three, I have a plan to become debt-free in the foreseeable future. Four, debt is unavoidable, and I do my best to keep up with my payments. Mm. I think debt is unavoidable, and I think a lot of it is good, so I think you should do it. So none of those really apply. They're all a combination. Yeah. Um, I try to have necessary debt and eliminate the unnecessary. How about that? Okay, fine. So I don't know what that answer is. When I purchase clothing, shoes, hair care products, or other personal items, one, I rarely buy anything for myself. Two, I don't mind purchasing secondhand or discount items to save money. Three, I want brand names and usually use coupons or wait for a sale instead of paying full price. Or four, I want the best that my money can buy and I'm willing to pay the price. Four. Okay. Seven. Although I do like a coupon and a good deal, but four. Seven, I tend to stretch my budget on... One, I never stretch my budget. Two, household items, gifts or outings for others, clothes, shoes, sporting equipment, or other things for myself. Four. Okay. Number eight, when I need to make a large purchase, I save up till I have the money to buy the item I want in cash, even if it takes months or years. Two, I buy a cheaper version, such as a used cell phone, computer, or car. Three, my income is enough that I can usually buy what I want without waiting to save. Or four, I use credit cards to buy what I want when I want it. Mm. Uh, none of them are really, I mean, I, no, uh, there's a combination thereof, because I, I don't just buy anything and think, oh, I could do it. I, if I can't do it, I know I can't. So, okay. but I would use a credit card if I knew I could pay it off or there was some deal with it, like getting free interest for a year or whatever. Those mm -hmm. kind of things, I will use that and then move money and do that. So I think I'm pretty good with that, but I don't, I don't, none of those really apply. Well, I think we need to take a quick break here. Do we? Well, we You're will. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show and we will be right back. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. It is designed for the specific financial planning needs of baby boomer women. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, and it's available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And we were taking a little quiz before the break. Is it over? No, we have oh, two more man. to go. Just two. Just two. When I use a credit card, um, by the way, this is from Daily Worth. Um, it's an online um, financial planning thing for women. Nine, when I use a credit card, what? I don't use credit cards. Two, I pay the bill in full every month. Three, I pay more than the minimum payment each month, but often carry a balance. Four, I pay the minimum payment each month. 
I um, lately I have done all of those things, <laughs> but yeah. lately um, I use and I pay it off when I get the bill, unless unless it's a deal where I'm not getting any interest, so I'll stretch it out because why yeah. not? If Absolutely. it's somebody else's money, you know, OPM, I'll do that. Other people's money. Okay, and number 10 of 10. When I was growing up, one, I never worried about money. Two, my parents talked to me about money and how to manage it. Three, I always felt like we didn't have enough money. Or four, my parents often fought about money. A, first one, one. Okay. So, then of course... <laughs> we have the resolution to all this. So just your own answers. If most of your answers were A, which they were not in this case, they were probably C or D. Um, let's say B or C. You probably have some positive money habits as well as room to improve. If you find yourself carrying debt with no plan to become debt free or without an adequate emergency fund and not enough money left at the end of the month, you need to make some changes. Consider working with your partner to establish positive money habits and get on a stronger financial footing. And of course, if all your answers were D. <laughs> Mine you, weren't. No. You may be making irresponsible choices with your finances, which can threaten your financial future, as well as the health of your relationship. Consider talking with a financial coach or planner, as well as your significant other, about how to rethink and restructure your financial life to get on the right track. Somehow, what's assumed in here is that your partner is the stronger of the two. I don't think but that's always the case. Yeah, but it depends on who's taking the quiz. I know, but what right? I'm just saying is that they they talk about speaking with your um, partner so that you can get on a better financial situation. Well, maybe your partner's it's worse just than as you. Bad. Yeah, so that's not necessarily a great idea. Mm -hmm. But anyhow, um, you if anybody wants to do that um, there's a, something is called a money type assessment that's developed by psychologist dr jennifer lee selig and uh, that's a little footnote on that quiz so if you want to see a little bit more about what you think about money how you view money it's a good place to start again it's on daily worth and it's called are you and your sweetheart financially compatible so and, and the answer is already no so that's i yeah. don't think i've ever been financially compatible with anybody i've ever been in a relationship with except one person that's interesting uh-huh that really is yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> all righty so yes yeah i don't think anybody really is in all honesty i well, just don't i have never seen that i've never seen it what usually happens is that one person either defaults to the other person and lets them handle everything or what they do is they are the ones who manage everything but then you have the things like we talked about this before where you have there's my stuff your stuff and a joint account yeah and which is i tell people all the time of that what you say and i yes. think that's true well i think it makes sense because then because there's no I, animosity you can spend whatever you want to spend on your things and everything and he on his things and you're taken care of but i also don't like i don't want to hear anybody tell me i have to talk to my spouse or my girlfriend or my boyfriend about like if you have to do it then just do it but don't tell me because i don't want to hear it 
Yeah. Like, I don't like it. And and and, and, I, and most of these are not people who have a joint, a, a separate account for their own right. simple things, right. you know? They don't. Um, and in my case, you know, when you're basically, A, assumed to be the person who will be handling the money just right. because of what I do. What you do, yep. But secondly, dealing with somebody who is really not capable of making all those decisions means that it's a greater burden in the sense that there's still a human being there that has to have things. Like I would say, I look at his clothes and I'll say, well, everything is frayed on the bottom. I think it's time for me to go and get him some new clothes. So I don't go and get them. I sit down on the internet and find what I need to find and find deals and whatever. And I order them and they're delivered. Boom. Done. And but it's easy when it's a guy because the measurements yes. are right there and everything fits. Yes, exactly. As long as you get the right measurement because they're not made. One size is not different than the other. If, if it's a 34 by 32 or whatever it is, it's, it's the same, same everywhere. thing everywhere. Yeah. So men have it made in that respect. They do. Mm-hmm. Well, Women, we have, we you have can get curves. one size and it's, I know, curves that's in the why. right spots, baby. Yeah. There That's the issue. They're pretty much straight up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... You know, what's funny, you're speaking of curves, because I was just coming down in the on the way down here, and I had my radio. I was listening to The River. Yes. And um, Queen's Fat Bottom Girl came on, so I had it <laughs> blasting in the... <laughs> in the car because there's nothing like a full bottom (laughs) that's what i say baby all righty and i'm sticking to it getting some meat on those bones that's it (laughs) what did i tell you same reason what i told you patrick when he did his tumble salt down the that's why he didn't break any bones because he had some some meat on those bones yeah. And good, all in the right places he has it, Lynn. Yes, he does. That's all that matters. As you yeah. know, he tells everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, he's so funny. Uh, oh, he yeah, is a piece of work, right. that one. Yep. He's, yeah. Well, you can just imagine with all the people that are now coming to the house, we have the nurses' aides and, and we have the nurses. And, and the, yep. God he's bless got them all. New audiences for oh, all so this stuff. Oh, yes. So yeah. he's telling them everything under the oh. sun, right? Yes, really. I hope he doesn't say the thing we were just talking about. He does. To the... Oh, oh, no. Oh, yes. But they know. Okay, you've warned them. You've given them the precursor. Well, they know. They can see his medical history. They know what's going on there. (laughs) Oh, he is funny. But it never quite prepares them for who he is because uh, it's quite an adventure to be in his company. And, you know, I see him when he's at his most vulnerable. um, And... Then that's that's the guy that needs some help. But when he's in the presence of anybody else, including doctors or therapists, he's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I can do this. I don't know why there's has a problem. Has he been eating, eating ice cream lately? Yes, he has. See? Yes. There you go. He's been actually... Better, right? Well, the, the thing is that he... Uh, you know, when he was at the nursing home for a while, I mean, the food there was horrendous. But so I was sneaking some ice cream in every once in a while. I bring a little small container uh-huh. and he loved it. So now um, he's eating a full meal. I mean, whatever it is that I make, he eats a full meal. Okay. And so it's not the same size as what he used to eat, but it's a balanced meal. I mean, and you probably haven't been out, have you? No. 
So see, he can't no. even escape with that. No, like he. Likes so to. he he um, he eats what uh, he eats he, everything on the yeah. plate. Well, and then the usual. We have any ice cream in that uh, freezer? Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> even and you have about three thousand <laughs> half gallons of all yeah. kind of yes. tracks and everything yes. else. So he's very happy when Butter I tell him. And we have that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if we'll be able to get up to the lake at all for the rest of the season because he's uh, not that sure-footed. And what so. will you do about closing it then? Not that he helps. Anyway, you have a setup for that, right? You have people it's not that... really closed. It doesn't have to be closed. Not the lake, the, the boat. Oh, yeah, that we just have people come in yeah, and you, drive it over. Yeah, they automatically do that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we have to call them ahead of time and say it's coming. Yeah. And then they do what they need to do. So, yeah, that'll be um, sad because we really, it's been well over well, a month. I think so many people, because it's been such a lousy summer with with the in the relation rain. to the rain, you know? Yeah. I mean, yep. that's the only thing. So maybe the fall will be beautiful. Well, that's really what I love to up go there. out it's, It is on really the, the greatest time up there, isn't it? It is. Well, you don't have trees. to. When does the boat have to be? In November? Well, it's not. No, it actually is more based. It used to be two things. It used to be when the owner of the property, which used to be PPL, when, when they would say the boats must be out of the water because we're going to drain the lake. They're going to pull down and create electricity. Right. Then you had to have your boats out because otherwise they're sitting in mud. So you had a date you had to get them out by. But okay. then the marinas are now saying, if you don't get your boat to us by a certain date, we're not going to be able to get it out of the water and get it up for storage. So they're calling the shots more than, um, it's not even PPL, it's not Talon Energy. I forget who it is right now, but whoever is the owner of the lake. So you have, um, you don't have a whole lot of options. When they tell you that that's what has to be done, then that's what has to be done. And uh, what I really love is to, by the second week of, third week maybe it is of October, the leaves are all just about off the trees starting to fall or halfway gone. But what's nice is to be out there in the first two weeks of October and to look at that, that, that I want to call it the skyline, but the colors are phenomenal. Just beautiful. So whatever We'll see what happens. I don't know if that's going to be a reality this year, but there you are. Well, let's keep our fingers crossed that we have a good, a good um, summer. Don't you wish? Yes. Or I, I mean fall. So well, it that fall makes would be up nice. for what has happened. Yeah. All this crazy time. I was what? trying to see if I could find the name of that, but I didn't. I didn't get it. Name of what? The plate. The owner instead. Of, PPL. Oh, I don't know. But anyway, um, there's a couple things I wanted to share about the uh, AARP magazine. It's actually the bulletin from July and August. And uh, when you're listening to this, I guess it will be September 1st. So um, this is old. New one will be coming. But it's a, a story about living in a college, retiring into a college town. And there's such a thing as a live, their own livability index that finds communities that they rate highly. And most of these places are small, but they have a lot of big city amenities. And some of the, the best for health um, 
I'm trying to see backwards here. I can't. No, that doesn't work. Uh, the most livable big cities, according to their livability index, is number one, San Francisco, number two, Boston, number three, Seattle, number four, Denver, number five, Milwaukee, and number six, surprisingly, New York. Then Portland, Oregon, Austin, Texas, Philadelphia, yay, and Washington, D.C. <clears throat> the most livable small cities... Most of us have heard of these names. Madison, Wisconsin, Arlington, Virginia, St. Paul, Minnesota, Boulder, Colorado, Minneapolis, Rochester, Minnesota, Cambridge, Massachusetts, Columbia, Maryland, Alexandria, Virginia, and Berkeley, California. So all the hippies can go back, go back to Berkeley. So um, just interesting to go and check that out because the livability index would give you some very important things you might want to look at when you're thinking about where can I make my money stretch the most and <coughs> where can I find a really livable town. There you go. And San Francisco was there, right? Yes, it there was. There you go. First one. Yep. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break um, and we'll be back with the lovely Nisha Aurora, General Counsel for ERA One Source Realty. We'll be right back. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. It's Saturday morning with Laurie and Lynn. Now, back to Laurie and Lynn. Well, welcome right. back, everybody. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And my name is Lynn Evans. I am the uh, managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. It's a financial planning firm specifically for the financial planning needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. Fear, nope, that's the name of the book. Sorry, <laughs> Power of the Purse. It's available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And, and we're joined today with our guest expert of the month, Miss Nisha Aurora. I hope it's the week. No, of the month. Well, uh, she's here for the month. It's her monthly, oh, you know, okay. turn here. Jeez. Um, um, do you want to make this introduction? <laughs> okay, Lori. <laughs> she, uh, meaning she's our guest. This is our guest expert for her monthly visit here. Okay. Nisha Aurora, who is general counsel for ERA One Source Realty. Nisha. Uh, ERA has 100 or so agents, seven offices, 10 or 11 counties now. Six what offices. Now. Six offices and how many counties? We cover 10, 10 counties. 10, okay. Yep. Well, I was we here go. with you a couple weeks ago, remember? What? I was here with you a couple weeks well, ago. Uh, no, I know. That was your, your, were you here without Lynn? Yeah. Is that the day Lynn wasn't here? That okay. was the day we talked about how to catch your cheating spouse. Yes, with Barbara O'Hare. You That's missed right. a good one, Lynn. Yes, it was really funny. Oh, so. okay. I was sitting here turning purple. Uh -huh. Huh? <laughs> it was really good. It was. It was we said Facebook is the best way. Oh, what did well, she say? She has said that. Yeah, yeah that she's and it, so many watch people. if they go in the bathroom to answer their phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like sometimes I just need to get quiet. I need a piece in quiet to talk on the phone. Yes. I'm not hiding yes. from anybody. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Dear God. So what's new in the world of real estate? So we have had a really exciting, eventful um, August so far. We have a couple new agents who I'd like to welcome. So we have Shirley Morrow, who is going to be in our Mountaintop and Clerk Summit offices. And her friend Melissa Newton also came over. She's going to work from our Mountaintop and Clark Summit offices also. We have 
Aji, who's going to work from our mountaintop office, and she's actually a dealer at the casino, and she's going to do real estate in addition to that. I saw that post mm-hmm. on Facebook. Yep. That is a really neat thing. Yeah. That she's a dealer at the uh, uh, Mohegan Sun uh, Casino, and uh, then she also does the real estate. Well, and Anne used to do that, too. Yeah, and Sunshine. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. We That's call her Susie mean? Sunshine. Oh, Anne. <laughs> Sharota. Okay. Hi, Anne. We Susie. love you. We love Susie you. Sunshine, Gosh. we love you. Um, and then we have Brian Butler, who came over from another company, and he has a really interesting background because he used to work for the Ritz-Carlton in Vail in Colorado. Wow. Mm-hmm. So he's, um, I think, a little bit, maybe a year or two older than me, but he lived away for 14 years, and wow. he decided to move back to town to be close to his niece and nephews. Uh. So that's cool. We Brian joined us, and I'm forgetting someone, I think. Um I should have made a list, so sorry if I forgot you. Sorry, I'll get you next month. But uh, so we've been busy training our new additions into the and indoctrinating them to the ERA family. <laughs> so they've been learning all the back end programs and um, our method of client services, which surprisingly is really different than the other real estate companies that they're, they've come from. Um, Did they say that to you? Yeah. They said that our training is completely different in the way that we, I mean, being a realtor is being your client services industry, right? So the client is always right. The same as restaurant industry or no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have to be respectful to your clients. And that's because Miss Cadden is going, no, not. No, Maybe they're not they're always not. right, but you have to deal with them like you would. No, I know. Deal you with someone. To. You have to explain exactly. Things to them. It has to be. And, you have to be polite, right? Mm-hmm. And um, they said that the way that we um, respond in emails and stuff is much more professional than what they had been dealing with. So I was proud of well, myself for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and we're working hard on keeping our company culture fun and exciting. And um, we all bonded and had a good summer hanging out and selling houses. Oh, so good. We've really been busy. And Niche, there is it. a house on Monroe Avenue in Scranton in the hill. It seems like it's like an old Victorian, like a, I think it's a Victorian, not not overly embellished with like cutouts and stuff, but it, I would call it a Victorian. And it's beautiful. Looks like it's oh. all brand new. Somebody redid that. I think that's the one that won the Historical Preservation Award. I, I, well, mm. I don't know what it, it's, 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 it looks like it's fabulous. I didn't see inside. I, I mean, just go by all the time because it's in like, I don't even know which block it is. Maybe the 1200 of Monroe. Anyway, it's a neat old house. <clears throat> it is. I believe and it looks it's, like whoever owns it did a lot of work to it. It looks great. I it's believe, like blue and brown. Yeah. Co- mm-hmm. It's stunning. Yep. I think it's Tom Gilhooley's listing, and I think, if I'm correct, it's going to be advertised in the paper um, this weekend, this Sunday's ad. It should be in there if anyone's interested in it. And I do believe it won some sort of award for a remodel that preserved the historical aspects of the home. Well, it's it, it is it's stunning. It's it really my, is. Yeah, we have so many beauty, beautiful. And again, I didn't Victorian. go inside, but what they did, the windows are nice. Everything looks really nicely done. So, well, if anyone wants to see it, give Lori Cadden a call. Yeah, about it. But it is great. It is. It's. I don't I'm know if there's you. an open house coming up on it too, maybe. Um, but it probably is. Well, the pictures look beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go inside. online. I have to check mm-hmm. it, and I didn't. So. Yeah, it's um, 
I just saw it in the ads that we did this week. So actually, speaking of, that's what I was going to talk to everyone about because the selling summer selling season is kind of winding down. Um, and what we see normally is a little bit of a slowdown during this back-to-school time while everyone gets their families off and ready to go back to school and kids are going back to college and everyone's kind of sucking up the last long days of the sunshine until yeah. we go into the, the dark, dark days of summer, which these winter are is coming. the last couple of the Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what happens now? Um, so now, once everyone goes back to school after Labor Day and after this first week of September, we'll see a pickup again in um, home buyers looking at houses and all the appointments and everything. So it's still a good time to get your house on the market. There's a different... I guess market now um, of people who maybe aren't in such a rush because the summer market, everyone wants to be in their new house before school starts. And they want their kids registered and all that kind of stuff, yeah. So now, um, between now and Christmas, we actually pick up a lot. October is normally a pretty busy month for the real estate world. So there's some things you could do to increase your curb appeal for your house if you're thinking of listing during the the fall selling season, as I call it, um, which is a really powerful selling season because you have less lookers and more serious buyers also. <laughs> and Realtor.com says that there are some things. Less Grad- Gladys Kravitz's Kravitz. <laughs> Remember her from Bewitch? She was that nosy neighbor. Oh, yes. My. Checking it yeah, out. Like yeah, less people, nosy right? neighbors, more, <laughs> more serious. more serious going, mm-hmm. seriousness. Um, so there are some tips that I found on an article on Realtor.com. And the first one was to pressure wash your exterior, mm-hmm. uh, which makes a big difference. Big. Actually, I was walking my dog around my house, and I'm guilty of needing a pressure wash. <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot of bugs By in the way, I'm the perfect person for that. Really? But anyway, but go ahead. There's a lot of bugs in northeastern Pennsylvania. And if you live if you live in the city, there's soot and, you know, everything kind of piles up. So um, pressure washing is a great way, and it's normally pretty reasonable so again if you want your house pressure washed reach out to Lori Cadden she's got some referrals I'm going to tell you who it is in a minute I want to make sure I get the right name so go ahead um maybe refresh your landscaping and get some new mulch put in there that's uh, really reasonable to um, get rid of the weeds and keep everything looking fresh and clean I like black mulch the best but that's a personal preference so do I yeah red red is not my favorite it's fake looking I know um, I think black is also pretty neutral because you kind of want... It looks like dirt. Yeah, you like, sort of want that yeah. neutral appeal for when, you're, when your house is listed. Maybe put um, freshen up your summer plants with some new plants for, that would last through the fall. Uh, the, um, Realtor.com says to plant a plant that smells good near the front door to the house or on the walk if there's a front walk yeah, neat, because see? you create a sense of welcome already mm-hmm. right there. And to put some symmetrical planters in front of the front door if there's room, which a lot of people do. They look really pretty. Uh, Corky's does really nice ones. They do them for our buildings. Um, and they have those big planters, and they'll come change your plant seasonally, actually. Oh, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so you don't really even need to worry thing. about it. They're not the cheapest way. That's not the cheapest option, but it is really super convenient because I don't really like going to haul plants around in my work clothes. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's a given. <laughs> I mean, no, not that I mind. 
<laughs> Repaint your front door. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing nicer than a nice, crisp, shiny front door. And maybe think about some unconventional colors also because it makes your house stand out in pictures. Uh, so then people could say, oh, that's the house with the bright green front door. That's the house with the red front door. There are also really cool, um, like, monogram things you can order from Etsy that are nice if you're selling your house and you want to give a gift to the people who are buying the house you can put one of those monogram things on mm-hmm. the front door mm-hmm. on the, the um glass door and then finally this is the best piece of advice like put a welcome mat out <laughs> because literally you want people to be welcome to your house yeah, so true. these are the outside spruce up tips um obviously the inside is should be neat and clean too because i'll be honest people will look in your cabinets and your drawers Oh. <laughs> it's so funny, isn't it? Well, let them. They will, though. I mean, and I guess if I were buying, when I bought my house, I opened all the cabinets and all the drawers. It just happened to be empty, but I wanted to see that they all closed properly and mm-hmm. um, there were no animals living in them, I guess. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Don't even tell me. No. Yeah, we actually have um, a pet mouse at the Clark Summit office this uh, week. So. What? Well, Why? he just came to visit Leah's office. She had some granola in her drawer, and she found that that granola, peanut. <gasps> this mouse likes peanut butter. Oh my God. <laughs> but he only they all like it. I don't know if it's a he or a she, but it only Whatever. came back. It only came once, so uh, we we haven't seen it since. Oh, God, I can't yeah. stand them. They scare me. Don't They're have so come little, over to my side. To your yeah. side. <laughs> yeah. I by, the way, by the way, it's brighter window cleaning. Ask for Dan. Brighter window cleaning. Ask for Dan. He's the best. I do it every year. He comes you to power my wash your house every window year? Window cleaning and power washing. So he does everything. Every sing- I, do, I do it every spring. Just... To make the, the house look fresh and clean. Right, for mm-hmm. the summer because yeah. you're paying more attention at that point. So. Um, and these little maintenance tips are really, really helpful in preserving the value of your home yeah. also. Uh, it's like a little bit, you know, I guess you go get your nails done every week or every other week. You should give your house that little spa treatment every couple months too. That makes a huge difference. People think you got new siding or something. If the dirt has accumulated and you haven't power washed it, it really makes a big difference. It really does. Mm-hmm. And I, um, the other thing is the windows too. Mm, I clean windows. Too. Mm-hmm. You want clean windows on the inside and the outside um, to show people. And then a lot of people touch up their paint uh, every three years, they just get on a well, schedule. That's probably a good thing with the painter to even some, if it's just plain touch-ups mm-hmm. that you don't want to change the whole thing because um, you know you get nicks and chips and yeah. So those are really important things to think about before you list your house. I mean, we're happy to give you that advice when we come through and our realtors come through and they'll see it. And obviously, the day that your pictures get taken of the inside, make mm-hmm. sure all the beds are made. There's no dirty underwear lying on the floor <laughs> because <laughs> or anything else. Those pictures are for forever, forever, because forever. the internet is forever right. now. Well, Nish, tell everyone how they can get in touch with you. Um, you can reach me at the Clark Summit office. The phone number there is 570-587-9999. We also have a Facebook page, ERA One Source Realty, and you can um, direct message us there if you have any questions about our listings. Or um, as always, we're always recruiting new agents. We love expanding our team and our family. Um, so just hit me up if you're interested in a career in real estate. There you go. Well, thank you very much. Lynn, 
have a good weekend. Uh, it's too. a long, a nice weekend, so we Holiday. are very happy with that. So happy, is it, can you, did you say happy Memorial Day or? No, Labor I don't Day. Know that. Labor, Labor Day. Day. Happy, do you say that? I wish it was Memorial Day. I know, Day. I always say Memorial Day for I Labor Day. Whatever, thing. have a happy holiday weekend. How about that? That's good. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Uh, please be safe and please be nice. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.